This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Glad to be back after the extended MLK Day weekend. There are a few things, if you don't mind. We did a special MLK Day episode yesterday. But there are just a few things I want to reflect on today that make me kind of sad about MLK Day and how Dr. King is acknowledged and honored and what it really means for America. I, the episode won't be a downer. I know I did just say we're going to talk about a few things that make me sad about the King holiday, but I just, I just have some reflections and just want to see if they resonate with you in any way. Let's talk about it. Let's unpack and explain it. It's the day after King Day, and I'm having some fresh thoughts that I want to share with you. This is Sean King, and you're listening to The, the, the Breakdown. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. I am a huge, huge, huge fan of Dr. King, and I have been certainly for my entire adult life, but even into my teenage years, I've always just been an enormous fan of Dr. King, of his of his intelligence. He was also an intellectual who earned a Ph.D. And we're talking about, you know, somebody that graduated undergrad all the way back in 1948 and went straight into grad school. Um, of course, being a student and a student leader at Morehouse, uh, Dr. King was just, uh, he was larger than life at Morehouse. And I wrote an article. I was a st student uh, writer as well for the school newspaper called the Maroon Tiger. I was the senior columnist <laughs> all the way back then uh, for the school newspaper. I was student government president even before that. And um, I wrote an article about about how there was something on our campus that concerned me. Um, there is a, a wonderful statue and monument to Dr. King kind of right in the heart of our campus in front of the admissions building. And the, the statue of Dr. King there just towers over the campus. The statue itself is on a platform that I think is like 10 feet tall. And then the statue itself might be 10 or 15 feet tall. I've never, I never got up there and, and stood next to it. It's almost impossible to get up there. But Dr. King looked like a giant on our campus. And I wrote an article 
I mean, gosh, 20 years ago, saying how badly I wished there was a life-size statue of Dr. King on campus, just like walking around the campus that showed him as the short man that he was. You know, uh, some people say Dr. King was between 5'6 and 5'8, and he was actually a small guy. And that made him, throughout a huge chunk of his early life, part of the, in some ways it made him approachable. He was just a little dude. <laughs> and the statue on campus just made him not just unapproachable. You couldn't touch you, the statue. You couldn't touch it. It was so high up and it was so enormous. It just made Dr. King seem larger than life. And listen, he was special, like times 10. I think he arguably could be called the greatest American. But having that statue of him on campus, the statue, it just made Dr. King seem like somebody you could never become. And I always felt like a 5'6 statue of him, a 5'8 statue of him, all of a sudden made him way more normal. Like, I wish there was a statue that you could put your arms arms around the man, or even a statue of him looking young like a student. And uh, I just thought that would be a powerful thing to have on campus. And that article resonated with students and faculty and staff on campus and was one of my most read, shared, talked about articles of the day back then. And I've always felt since then that there is a reality of Dr. King and a fiction of Dr. King that is way more viral than the reality. The reality of Dr. King is, number one, that this man was insanely courageous. I mean, over-the-top guts. I mean, the man had courage for days and days and days. I mean, you would be harder-pressed to describe for me a more consistently courageous American than this man that regularly marched right into harm's way, no matter where it was, no matter what it was about, and would be on the front lines. You have to realize before Dr. King was ever stabbed, I mean, ever killed, he was stabbed one time and damn near died in New York. He regularly had rocks and other things thrown at him, threats on his life, and the man kept on working. I mean, as somebody that's faced, you know, th threats and scares myself, like, I'm wowed by it because I would have and anybody would have understood if Dr. King said, no, this is too much for my family. An insanely courageous man. But the Dr. King that we honor and speak about seems so bland. There is the Dr. King that most often gets honored and celebrated is vaguely good and wants us to do some vaguely good stuff. And that's not who Dr. King was. It's not what he fought for. It's not what he stood for. The man was a revolutionary who was literally despised by the majority of, of Americans the day he died. 
And he stuck to his revolutionary roots, stuck to his revolutionary messages, even though he knew it was hurting the way millions and millions of Americans saw him. He was a revolutionary to his bones. But when we see Dr. King honored and celebrated through events and activities across America and around the world, it's no longer as Dr. King the revolutionary. It's as Dr. King, your friendly neighbor. (laughs) You know, the nice guy you saw at work who wanted you to do some vaguely nice things with your life. And he was so much more than that. But there are two more things that just, I don't know, just irk me a little that I want to share with you right after the break. I'll be right back. There is something yesterday that I couldn't shake. And I realized that most of my friends who are civil rights activists and organizers and and just brilliant revolutionaries who are fighting for change, I realized yesterday that very few of them were the invited guests to speak at some of the biggest MLK Day events all over America. And, and, And so even for me, I realized yesterday that something was feeling weird And I realize that for most of the past decade and beyond, I'm not home on MLK Day. I have spoken (laughs) at some of the biggest, most celebrated King Day marches, demonstrations, uh, events, gatherings all over America. And sometimes I was speaking the day before MLK Day, on MLK Day, the day after MLK Day. But in this country... Organizers, activists, and revolutionaries have been so demeaned, so ridiculed and criticized that all of a sudden, the people that are doing the work of MLK aren't even being honored in any way, aren't even, not just honored, aren't even being invited to the table on MLK Day. In fact, When I saw a lot of gatherings around the country yesterday, I saw moderate Democratic politicians speaking. I was like, hold on, what? Like the people that MLK was fighting to change, fighting to improve, those are now the ones. So in other words, when MLK has been, when Dr. King has been squeezed into being some bland moderate, which he was not, he was an extremely colorful revolutionary. All of a sudden, it's now bland moderates that are being, that are being invited to do all of the speaking and working on MLK Day. And it's painful because I see now that the generational trend that hit Dr. King is now hitting those of us that call ourselves following in his footsteps. And so when Dr. King died, his approval rating was horrible. And here we are, 
50 years later, doing the best work of our lives, accomplishing policy change, systemic change, holding police accountable, holding racists accountable for their violence, fighting in deep, substantive ways all over the country, helping exonerate the wrongfully convicted, putting people in office that are actually doing powerful things city by city. Here, most of us now have horrible approval ratings, so much so that we're no longer really even invited to the table anymore. Not honored, not given awards, not in, I'm, not, I'm not just speaking of myself. Like most of today's leading civil rights leaders have been so demeaned that if our approval ratings were measured, they'd be horribly low. And instead of us being at the table, it's the same bland, colorless moderates that they're trying to make Dr. King out to be. So that's, that thing bothered me yesterday. And, you know, I spent yesterday with my wife and kids. I had a wonderful time, and I loved that I had a day with my family. So that's fine. But beyond me, some of the most important activists and organizers in America just forgotten yesterday. And it's a, it's a sad state of how we treat and value actual revolutionaries who are struggling in so many ways. And then, and then the last thing is this. We have to make sure that those of us who actually believe in the revolutionary ideals of Dr. King, the revolutionary practices of Dr. King, we have to step in and intervene to make sure that Dr. King is not reduced to a hymn, to a sad song, that he is not reduced to being a moderate, bland, colorless Democrat, but that the beauty and power and courage and personality and tenacity, that the full weight of Dr. King's character is actually acknowledged and spoken of and celebrated in the way it deserves. So we have to stop blaming a lot of other people for how Dr. King is viewed and treated And we have to figure out how we can do better ourselves to make sure that in our own city, in our own sphere of influence, that Dr. King is honored the way he really, really deserves. I don't know if you agree with anything that I've said or disagree with it, but I just wanted to share my heart, share my thoughts about the state of MLK Day which is one of America's newest federal holidays. And I just want you to understand that we have a say in how this day goes. And because I'm frustrated about it, next year I want to hopefully do something that changes some of the tone and tenor of how we see Dr. King. Listen, love and appreciate all of you. Glad you're back. Glad to be with you all week this week. 
two quick things. If you're not yet subscribed to the North Star, go now to thenorthstar.com. Subscribe today. Please become a member. That's how we support the work we do. We, we are not the New York Times. We are not NPR. We are not CNN. We are an independent outlet, and we do everything that we can to speak truth to power. We need your support at thenorthstar.com. And please, also go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, and subscribe to this podcast. Listen to the entire episode. Listen daily. We're trying to boost our numbers up, and we're starting a big campaign in February to do just that. We love and appreciate all of you, all right? Talk to you soon, and we'll be right back here tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist, Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Momentum. Momentum.